Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. We continue where we have been considering for quite a while. We'll be looking at the words of Jesus in Mark chapter 4, where he was talking about the mystery of the kingdom. It's amazing what exactly he was saying and how it can be of great benefit to us even today. So, for a scripture quickly and a quick recap, I want you to turn to Mark 4 from verse 35. I'll read quickly. Mark 4 35. On the same day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him, and a great windstorm arose. And the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on the pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? And how is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be? That even the wind and the sea obey him. Awesome God. But who can this man be? That even the wind and the sea obey him. Actually, where we took it from several weeks ago since we started was that opening statement in Mark 4.35 on the same day. So our curiosity was tired. What about that day? What exactly was it about that day? The context will have us understand, verse 33, and of course going back to chapter the very beginning of the chapter, that that same day, Jesus had taught the disciples many, many things. He had taken time to teach. And the Bible will have us understand that he taught them many things by parables. And without a parable, he didn't teach them anything. And of course, the opening of the chapter was such that he says, a sower went out to sow. And that's the parable of the sower. And by the time he got through, so many other things he taught, verse 26, verse 30. But when he got through, in verse 10, we were told that the disciples came to him to ask him for the meaning. Verse 10 says, but when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. And he said to them, to you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom. But to those outside, all things come in parable, reason, so that they will hear, they will not understand, and they will see, they will not perceive. 
Because if they're here to understand, their lives will change. If they see and perceive, their lives will change. But he has said this to them here, the children of the kingdom, to you it is given to know. So in other words, it can remain a mystery and a secret to everyone, not to you. Which of course, follows the real definition of mysteries in the New Testament. Mystery in the Old Testament is inaccessible secret. In the New Testament, it is inaccessible, but accessible to covenant children, to the initiates. And then one more thing he said, I think in the next verse, he said, the sower sows the word. Hello. Hallelujah. The sower sows the word. So I want you to arm yourself with these three. Number one, you have the capacity for knowledge, for you it has been given to know. You can know. If nobody knows, you will know. Number two is the fact that, oh, no, 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 there's something else. He said there, I think the next verse, after two years, we came to the rest of the team, and he said to them, do you not understand this? How then can you understand any other parable? So three things we're looking at here. To you, it has been given to know. And then number two, you mean you don't know this? If you don't know this, you can't know any other thing in the kingdom. Then number three, the sower sows the word. Three things. Number one, you have capacity to know. Say, I have the capacity to know. Come on, say it like you mean it. I'm a child of God. I have the capacity to know the mystery. And I will know the mystery. And I will experience the mystery. I will fellowship with the mystery. I will benefit from the mystery of the kingdom of God. I have the capacity for knowledge. Glory be to God. Then number two, he says, if you don't know this, you can't know anything. Thank God I know this. So knowledge of the kingdom will not be alien to me. Then number three, he said, the sower sows the word. So number three is the fact that in the kingdom of God, words are sown. Words produce results in the kingdom of God. And now, vis-a-vis on the same day, now I'm taking you back to 35, on that same day, so what same day, that very day that he taught them all these things. One of the things he that taught them was in verse 26, that he saw us sows the seed, and he went to bed. He planted it and he went to bed, and he continued what he was doing. And then, some days later, he saw it growing. Some days later, it was harvest time. Then he said something. He said, because the earth will yield of its own accord. Nobody knows how. So on earth, when you sow the seed, it will produce. But don't forget that the sower sows the word. So on earth, when you speak, you will get results. Don't forget that if it's on earth, it will produce. How? No, but the word will ask your permission. It will grow. Praise the Lord. Maybe just to make it clear. Thereafter, what did he do? The disciples obeyed immediately. Let's cross over, he said. After he had told them all these things. When the evening had come, he said, guys, come with me. To rest, possibly. Let us cross over to the other side. They obeyed. They got into the boat. The Bible says, having left the multitude, they took him along with them. So one question is this, with Jesus in the family, he's always been happy, I know, but 
have you ever had the greatest challenges at all? You know, Jesus is your family, I know, but have you ever had challenges? No, I'm just asking now. You know, in my family we have Jesus, but we have, we've had challenges. But one thing about Jesus, he's always calming the storm. I don't know about you, is he calming the storm? Are you assured that the current storm will be calm? I decree in the name of Jesus, whatever storm in your life, I say whatever storm in your life shall be calmed in the name of Jesus. So they took him along with them. They took him along with them. But the Bible said, no sooner than they set sail, a great windstorm arose, Bible language, arose, Bible language. That means that they didn't plan for this. This is a surprise. But thank God they took Jesus along. But why were they in the boat? Because Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side. So even when Jesus says, storms still do arise. And when they got troubled, when the boat was beginning to fill up with water, and the experts amongst them, James, Peter, John, and Andrew, they were expert fishermen even before Jesus came to call them. But they couldn't handle this matter. They knew when it was dangerous. So they panicked. And they ran to Jesus. And they said, Master, Master. And when they got there, he was what? Asleep. Then they woke him up. Master, Master, don't you care that we are perishing? And no, no. Where we have drawn a lesson from is that Jesus said, let's cross over to the other side. This time around, they said, we are perishing. They are not the same. Words soon grow. Words soon grow. Jesus said, let's cross over to the other side. And so because there was a storm, which of course was obvious in the fact, in the recess of it, facts. The facts were such that this boat is about to sink. This boat will sink. Fact. But there was a truth in the boat. We are crossing over to the other side. And that was what he taught them the whole day. No wonder the Bible says on that same day he spoke, but what he had been teaching was not followed. The question is this, what if in the midst of the storm they are said, but we are crossing over to the other side. Would that be right? Come on, talk to me. Would that be right? If in spite of the trouble and the boat is almost sinking, they say, Jesus said we are crossing over and so we are crossing over. Will they be saying the right thing? Will they be lying? No. What they're saying be a fact? Yes. Okay. Uh, will it be the truth of the fact? Yes. So what we say is this. We can see the fact. It's stuck up in your face. But is there a truth about the matter? So speak the truth in the face of the problem. Speak the truth in the face of the stack of facts. And I tell you something, when the facts and the truth collide, the truth reigns supreme. So they said, we are perishing. But the good thing, like we've always said, was that Jesus got up. He didn't address the fact that we were perishing. That wasn't what he said. He just stood up. And the great storm that arose, Jesus himself arose. And it was a great storm. He rebuked the great storm. He spoke to the sea. And the great storm got translated into great calmness. Somebody say, great, great. 
somebody's about to enter the great dimension of his life in the name of jesus in spite of the great challenges you are facing you are entering the great the great victory the great oh of your life in the name of jesus but understand the way it happened say what the master has said even when it doesn't look like he's right the secret of the kingdom the sower sows the word watch your words hello i'm very certain that somebody's life is going to change for good today in the name of jesus glory be to god in the highest see if you understand this you understand every other parable for it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom glory be to god in the highest can't you see how the country is can't you see this we can see these are facts we're not denying that but there's a truth and we've learned to communicate the truth in the face of the fact we get results but this area I want to pull out from particularly is this the Bible said when they came to Jesus he was asleep come on look at this it was a great windstorm that the expert fishermen knew that would result into catastrophe they knew they had seen it before and when they got there he was sleeping The kind of grace that will make you sleep in your storm, receiving the name of Jesus. We are talking of the mystery of the kingdom. The kind of grace that makes people just relax in the storm. I say, receiving the name of Jesus. Is it in your marriage? Is it in your health? Is it, uh, is it in your ministry, your career, or your business? Wherever I devil may be raising his ugly head, I say receive grace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. So let's zero in on the fact that Jesus was sleeping in the storm. Hallelujah. Amen. You can imagine the commotion, the panic and everything. But he was sleeping. What did he do in the storm? Sleep. And when they woke up to the reality of the storm, what did he do? He spoke. Having spoken before they set sail, what did he do? He spoke again. Glory be to God. But he never spoke anything contrary to what he has said before. It's natural, ladies and gentlemen, that when we get fearful, we speak the negative. When we get frustrated, we speak the negative. When we get overwhelmed, we speak the negative. When we are angry, we speak the negative. You want to curse your own son? Don't you see that you are destroying your own future? But you see what he did. If you are so angry and you can't talk, don't talk. Ask God to give you the grace of Zachariah. Go dump. If it's not going to be positive, go dump. Because that anger will pass. So it doesn't leave you in the future of regrets. Because words produce on earth. Mystery of the kingdom. That's why life and death are in the power of the tongue. And they that love them enjoy the fruits thereof. He was sleeping. They woke him up. He spoke. So when Jesus said, come aside, let's cross over, and he meant rest. He truly was resting. 
Now I'm reminded in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. Quick, quick, quick. Watch this. We're talking mysteries of the kingdom. We're talking unsearchable riches as it were. Therefore, since a promise remains, everybody say, there's always a promise. As far as the covenant children of God is concerned, the New Testament Christian, there's always a promise. What's the promise? The work is finished. What's the promise? Look, it's been finished and handed over to you. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. You go in my name. There's always a promise. And this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. There's always a promise. They will take poison. It won't hurt them. There's always a promise. They will what happens and scorpions. It will not hurt them. It's always a promise. They will speak with new tongues. There's always a promise. They will lay their hands on the sick. They will cover. There's always a promise. There's always a promise. Since a promise remains of entering his rest. Whose rest? Jesus' rest. The type that sleeps in the storm. Let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel. What? The what? Gospel. The what? Gospel. The what? Gospel. What do you have today? Gospel. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word. Everybody say the word. The word. The word which they heard did not profit them. You see what I mean? They couldn't appropriate it. They could, they, could not, they could not get it to benefit them. They heard. All of them heard. But some entered the rest. Some just didn't have a clue. I jumped to get into what I'm going to do. I would have shown you from that same Mark 4. Say he was an ear. Let him hear. He did not mix but the word which they heard did not profit them. Why? Because it didn't mix with faith. Verse 3. For we who have believed. Okay. So it's one thing for you to have the promise if you don't have faith in the promise. You must believe the promise. You must believe that we are crossing to the other side. In, fa- in spite of the great wisdom, we are getting to the other side. That's what was said. We must believe. We must believe. For we who believe to do enter the rest. I declare again and I decree. You are entering your rest. Look, positionally being a Christian, you are in the rest. But I'm saying experientially, your first step into that rest begins today in the name of Jesus. Your amen is weak, man. Amen. For we will believe to enter that rest. We do enter that rest. We do enter. I enter that rest. I do enter that rest. We do enter that rest. I enter that rest. So why I say that? Because words are powerful. Words spoken on earth will come to pass. As he said, so I swore in my rod, they shall not enter my rest. Those who don't believe. Now the next verse. Although the work, shall we read together? He said, I swore in my rod. That those who rebel, those who don't believe, they will never enter that rest. But what? The work is finished from the foundations of the world. Did Jesus say it is finished? Your salvation is finished. Your deliverance is finished. Your healing is finished. Ah, Example of a believer. It is finished. In fact, you are completing him with the head of all principalities and powers. It is finished. You are seated with him in the heavenly places. Far above all. It is finished. 
But now it's left for you to appropriate this thing, sir. The promise is there. Although the works were finished from the foundations of the world. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested the seventh day. Oh, okay. So Jesus resting, we can begin to have a clue as to what he meant by Jesus resting. Praise the Lord. I say, praise the Lord. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested of the seventh day. See, the kind of rest that Jesus enjoyed in the storm was the kind of rest that God enjoyed after creation. How did they marry? I'll show you in a minute. God rested. Jesus rested. And God and Jesus are one. And you are one with them. It's time for your rest. I say in Jesus' name, it's time for your rest. Oh, 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 John 14, 10. Say, you don't believe me? Believe that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me. The word I speak are not of my own authority. So I speak and he does the work. So because he's in me and in him. So he's in me, I'm in him. I mean, he's in me, I'm in him. And now, in John 17, he said, they are now in us. And the Bible says that you are complete in him. Paul says in Acts 17, 20, he says, it is in him I live, I move, and I have my being. Come on. First Corinthians, I think, chapter 3, verse 16 says, don't you know that the body is the temple of the Holy Ghost that was inside of you? 6, 19 says almost the same thing. So the Holy Ghost is right inside of you. So you are in him, he's in you. Come on. And Jesus says, the moment I'm like this with my father, which I'm always at, He's always in me, I'm in him. So I don't just speak. I speak what he says. And when I say what he says, you see miracles. I speak his word here. Miracles happen. Now, you are one with us. It's not just one in one anymore. It's three of us. I'm in him. You are in me. I'm in him. He's in me. Huh. Speak his word. So now God rests. Jesus rests. It's a time. How? Watch this. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again, in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Why did he tell them? And who are these ones? Those with his mighty army released from Egypt, but they didn't enter because they didn't let it mix with faith. Six. Since therefore it remains, tell your neighbor, say, there's always a promise for my rest. Even through the current problem, there's a promise. Even facing the current challenges, there's a promise. So I know that ah, 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 this too shall pass in Jesus' name. This storm shall pass in Jesus' name. I'm crossing over to the other side in Jesus' name because that's what he has said. There is a rest for me in the name of Jesus. Those who whom it was first preached did not enter in because of unbelief. Seven, again, he designated a certain place, a, a day, saying in David, today, after such a long time, it has been said, today, if you will hear his voice, hallelujah, do not harden your heart. Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not have to what have spoken of another day. Let me tell you where David and Joshua came in when they left from Egypt. Where was David? He wasn't born. And he's talking of those that were left from Egypt entering the rest. Say so why will he be talking of that rest that same rest with David? That he was telling David that you see that rest that you saw there, you can still enjoy it today. And he said, Let me explain to you. If all I meant by that rest was the one that Joshua gave them, why am I talking to David this one? Next verse. 
for you to say, there remains, so it's saying, look, as long as it is called today and you are a covenant child of God, there remains always a rest. Now, let's see how God did it. I'm coming back to the verse 9. Go to Genesis 1. Chapter 1, Genesis 1. Watch this. You know, want to look at God's rest. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2. Shall we read together? And void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. Glory be to God. Look at the setting. Verse 2. The earth was without form. So it was, the earth was not like what you see now. The earth was void. There was nothing, no buildings. In fact, you couldn't separate the, the sky from the ground. All you could see was cataclysm, darkness, water, shapeless. So it was a mess. Now, see the starting point. We are going to God's rest. But the Spirit of God, go back. But the Spirit of God was what? Hovering over the face of the water. It's amazing. Let me just quickly leave it there and take your mind back to Mark chapter 4. There was so much trouble, they thought they would die. But Jesus himself was in the boat. But Jesus in the boat does not stop the trouble. The Spirit of God present in this cataclysm did stop the trouble. Look at the next verse. Then, come on, somebody help me, help me. Then, so in the trouble and the Spirit of God there until you speak. We are telling you how God got to his rest. There was trouble, there was formlessness, there was shapelessness, there was void, there was cataclysm. And uh, but the Spirit of God was there. Then God said, somebody will speak to you before you live here. In the name of Jesus. Somebody will, pr- you will bring something under control in your life. In the name of Jesus. Hey! And then you know your joy will so much more than, ah! So I've always been like this. I didn't know. The Bible says for you it is given to know. It's the secret of the kingdom. This is the seed, the word. So the chaos and everything. But the spirit of God was there. Look at the next line. Then God said, if God didn't say it, there will be no change. They saw our souls, the word. Where? On earth, we saw words. Can't you see the time of crying and mopping and looking for somebody to pity you? It's over. Glory be to God in the highest. I said, glory be to God in the highest. Oh, you are not to be pitied anymore. You have to take charge in the name of Jesus with your mouth. Then God said, let there be light. And there was what? Light. And God saw the light. When God said, he saw. Be 
before now all he saw was darkness void waters everything cataclysm but when and the spirit of god was there the spirit of god was there the spirit of god was there but when he said he saw and he didn't just see he saw that it was good <laughs> you see good days in the name of jesus Woo-hoo. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called. There are many things to consider here. He said. And started calling. The Bible said he calls the things which we know. As a... Forget anybody around you. Forget anybody around you. Touch your mouth. Say God have mercy. Help me. But with my mouth. The psalmist says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation, let it be acceptable to you, O God, my strength and my deliverance. Oh, hallelujah. Can't you see that your future is good? But it's up to your mouth. Glory be to God in the highest. God called it light and day and darkness he called night. So that even in the morning, there was the first day. Then God said, can you hear him again? God said, Hallelujah. Let there be a ferment in the midst of the, of the waters. God made the ferment and divided the waters. You don't the ferment. Oh, a bubble, and it was so. And God called. When God said, is it that it was so? He sees, and then he will call. The ferment heaven. So the evening and the evening, second day. Then God said, I used to wonder, I said, what kind of bad English is this? He said, God said, why are you repeating it? Why not say, God said, and likewise, and likewise. No, 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 no. This is the Spirit of God penning down the Bible. And God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered all together into one place. Let the great ground appear, and it was so. And God, <laughs> somebody will call something today. Hey, in the name of Jesus. Somebody. Why are you waiting for to call it to call it for you? When you are now in Christ Jesus, what are you waiting for? And he saw it was good. And God called the dry land earth and saw it was good. Eleven. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass. Hallelujah. See what happened. And it was so. Twelve. And the earth brought forth. And God saw that it was. I'm glad I'm your pastor. Because I can see it is good. I can see as far as your life is concerned and your future is concerned, it is good. Just keep on calling. Calling what? The finished work of Christ over your life. Period. Stop reacting the problem. Stop describing the problem. Start calling what God has done in the face of the problem. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the rays of your life in the name of Jesus. He will. You've been badly injured. You've been badly betrayed. You've been badly. You keep on sinking the betrayer, sinking the injury, sinking the distrust, thinking the. When will you say no? I am the light of my generation. I'm the light. I'm the city on the hill. Makasha. I can never be covered in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. The words of my mouth are powerful. They are like hammers. They are like fire. Makita katora. I declare what they established in the name of Jesus. If I say to this mountain, be down, I don't have a doubt. I will have. Rather than, come on, my uncle, my uncle, my uncle abused me 30 years ago. The only way I will listen to you is to see you relative to that 30 years ago that you are a colossal. If you are still whimpering, I don't listen to you. 
because you have had a thousand and one opportunities to destroy that lie of the devil and make nonsense of the devil which you have refused you've been reacting to the, the things the devil did 30 years ago what's wrong with you and the head for grass and God saw it was good but remember don't lose sight where do we start from shapeless formless dark void chaotic mess God started speaking up you know 14. Then God said, Let there be. God said again, Hallelujah. Dividing the night and let them be for signs and the seasons of the days. 15. And let them be for lights and it was so. Hallelujah. 16. Then God made two great lights and greater light to rule the day and the to rule the night and he made the stars also. And God set them in the family of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and God saw it was good. 19. So the evening and the 20. Then God said, let the waters abound with abundance of living creatures and let birds fly. God said, God said, God said. If God didn't say there was nothing except God said there will be nothing. And let them fly above the earth across the face of the firmaments of the heavens. Uh, 21. So God created the great sea creature and every living thing that moves on the earth according to these kinds and everyone there. 22. And God saw. Again, ladies and gentlemen, if God didn't say, he didn't see. When Jesus didn't say, he never saw. In fact, if you had, if, if, for, don't, for, don't forget. You see, that's why I say, don't just please say, I've, I came to church, I heard Pastor Tyro. It doesn't benefit you that way. You hear, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Hear it over and over again. There was nothing that happened in the life of Jesus that he didn't first say. If you didn't say, I'm the light, he wasn't the light. If you didn't say, I'm the life, he wasn't the life. If you didn't say, I'm the bread, he wasn't the bread. If you didn't say, I'm the way, he wasn't the way. If you didn't, if you didn't say, I'm the shepherd, he wasn't the shepherd. If Jesus said, no, take this cup, let it pass. If you, don't, if you didn't say, let that will, you would never have died. There was nothing that happened to him that he didn't declare. Nothing on earth. You say what you want. The truth is that the challenges of your life are not so much the, the, the witches and the wizards. It's what you are saying. The witches have said you will die. The witches say you will not make it. And you are saying what they are saying. Say what God has said. As far as we are concerned, it's not what they have said. It's what God has said. Okay? And God saw that it was good. 22. And God blessed them. Say, be fruitful. When God blesses you, he says. See? 24. And then God said, let the earth bring forth. Otherwise, the earth will not bring forth. And it was so. 25. And God made the beast of the earth. Why? By saying, let the earth bring forth. And this was good. 26. And God said, let us make man. Otherwise, you and I will not be here. He first said it before he scooped the earth. He said it. He said it. Then God said, let us make man in our image of likeness and let them have dominion. He didn't just let us make man. He said, let us have dominion. That's why man rules everything, everything created. Otherwise, the lion will be ruling us. It's true. In spite of our fall and rise, man tames the lion today. Because God said, 27, 28, so God created man and woman. Uh, Twenty-seven. In the image of God created He them. Male and female. Twenty-eight. 
Then God blessed them. God blessed you and I. How did he bless us? By saying. How do you appropriate these blessings? How do you let this blessing appear in your life? By saying. Fill the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion over the feast of the sea. Over the parts of the earth. And, and over every living, every living thing that moves on the earth. Hallelujah. Uh, and God said, see, I have given you every herb. Hallelujah. That's why we, plants are food, man. And every medicine. He said it. 30. Also, to every breast of the earth, to every bus, you know, he gave them the vegetation. 31. Then, read with me. Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed, it was what? But where did it start from? It was chaos. It was void. It was darkness. It was a mess. Formless. And the Spirit of God was there. But when he started saying, things began to form. Saying, things began to form. Saying, things began to form. At the end, he stood back. It was very good. Somebody's life is going from nothing to very good. In the name of Jesus. I know what I'm talking about. It's the mystery of the kingdom. A lot of times you see the unsearchable riches of Christ, the unsearchable wisdom of Christ. This is the secret into the place. What makes it unsearchable? You cannot discover by research. You can go to all the best schools, but it is by revelation. That's in verse 31. In, then God looked over all that he had made, and it was what? I see excellence in your life, about your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your businesses, in your career outputs, in your ministry, in your health, in the name of Jesus. Yes. But how? Use your mouth. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. But you shall meditate therein day and night, observing to do according to all that is written therein. Then the devils, the angels, then you will be making your ways prosperous. And you will have good, excellent results. Glory be to God in the highest. Now look at the next verse. It's in the KJV. Thus, the heaven and the earth and all the hosts of them, yes, were finished. Glory be to God in the highest. And on the seventh day, come on, church. What happened on the seventh day? God ended the work which he had done. And what happened to God? God came from chaos to rest. How did he go from chaos to rest? Spoke it to And that's what we were reading in Hebrews chapter 4. Even as God finished his work and he rested, there remains therefore a promise that you will enter this same rest today. In the name of Jesus. Beginning from today. I say in the name of Jesus, beginning from today. Yeah. 
Connect it with your mouth. Glory be to God in the highest. So that's what we are saying as God, God finished and he rested. Now let's bring it back to Mark chapter 4. Can you see why? In the chaos, he got up. And what did he do? He spoke. Who was it that spoke? The one for whom it has been said, and he quoted it, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. He was asleep. And then chaos. So we have chaos. We have the spirit of God. What is left? Word. How do you do it? Speak it. This same Hebrews 4, if you go down, he now admonishes us that please maintain the confession. We find it again in 3. We find it in 11. Say, keep speaking. Speak according to what has been said. Don't allow distraction. You will get results. I feel the fire in my hands. God is not a respecter of person. He's not interested in where you were born. He's not interested in your race or what tribe. What's it? Are you in Christ Jesus? Speak! I am confident of results from your lives in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, shout Amen. Shall we rise? We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12th Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shomolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.